It's time for Bourbon with Friends, the bourbon podcast that never takes itself too seriously. Pull up a chair, grab a glass, and remember, a bourbon with friends can change the world. Here we go. Hello and welcome again to another episode of Bourbon with Friends, a Bourbon Across America edition. Uh, today we're joined by a special guest. Uh, he has compiled over 293 games in the big leagues. Um, we're really excited to have him, uh, Mr. Matt Davidson. Matt, how are you doing? Doing great. Pumped to be here and thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. Yeah. So obviously you play professional baseball. Uh, if people didn't get that by, by the intro, then they're probably really clueless. But like, give us, uh, just to start off, you know, what got you into whiskey? So originally, um, honestly, I've never been, well, I'll just say my whole alcohol journey. If that, if there is, I guess everybody has their own alcohol journey, but um, I never like drank ever in high school or nothing. And then I, uh, you know, you started, I got drafted when the minor leagues, you just kind of start hanging out. Never really much. I mean, I'm not really much of a drinker too much. And then I kind of got in the wine a little bit as I got Mm -hmm. in the leagues and, uh, obviously that gets expensive. And then once you open it up, you kind of got to drink the dang thing, you know? So, um, that kind of went on and kind of got away from it. Nothing big deal, but, and then fast forward recently into, in 2020, um, during that whole COVID year, I was playing with Cincinnati and, uh, obviously with all the restrictions and everything, like not a lot of things you could do, you know, like even the hotel, you're kind of stuck there. Um, and then even that, at your home ballpark in Cincinnati, nothing big. So we would kind of just in the hotel play cards or just kind of hang out with each other. And, um, a guy named, uh, Wade Miley, he's a pitcher. He's with the Cubs now. Um, he's a, he's a collector. So I, you know, randomly he was kind of doing with another guy and then I kind of caught along with him. and, you know, you go to Kroger and just pick up like Weller 107, you know, like, just right there. Easy. Especially just, in Ohio. Yeah. Just yeah. like Ohio. So it was just like, it kind of got into that and it was just kind of, I guess, a uh, perfect time with like COVID and trying to like, you know, take your mind off stuff. And I just started kind of like getting into it, you know, and started kind of just collecting a little bit and just picking up stuff. And they kind of got in the routine of driving by liquor stores or this or that and just seeing what they got and kind of, Mm. um you know just just something small and i think like ultimately like even when i was into wine a little bit like i'm a big my family we grew up we kind of always had family friend parties and just kind of hung out so like the idea of like bringing a bottle and like just chilling by the fire with friends or just talking like just that whole concept is like i love that you know so like I think it was very easy for me to like, oh yeah, get a bottle, talk about it, you know, share with friends, especially guys that don't know anything about bourbon or drinks in general. Like it just, it's just a fun atmosphere to do. So like, there's nothing better than just having like just a glass at night and just hanging out and decompressing. So that whole, I think that whole kind of idea fit with who I am and just kind of like to chill at the end of the day and, or like even, Hey, like come over, Hey, let's have a glass. Let's go sit outside and hang out, you know? So like, 
it was very uh, easy transition for me. And now I'm, you know, nothing crazy, but I probably got like a hundred bottles now, you know? So it's like, you're getting there, man. You're yeah, getting there. It, it went like, it just went down the deep end pretty quick, you know? And then you just kind of meet friends and stuff. Like I got a little mm. network out here that I kind of got into. Like there's a guy we went golfing today. Dude, this guy's collection is ridiculous. I think it's the best in Arizona. And uh, he was a former ball player as well. But I mean, everything it's stupid you know like like i i remember you, you sent me that little uh questionnaire or whatever mm-hmm. like all the craziest stuff i've ever i've ever tasted it's with that guy you know so like um but yeah so that's my little journey you know i just kind of got kind of caught on to it you know there's nothing and i kind of just went down the deep end and just checking everything out dude i mean it's just like right. you know, now it's like now I'm like, dude, do I really need to buy this bottle or not? You know, like now it's like, the answer is always yes. Now yeah, I was just about to say that the answer is always yes. Yeah. And now it's like, I'm trying to do everything to talk myself out of not getting it. You know, mm-hmm. like you're not at 250 bottles yet. So you, you, you've got plenty of room to grow. Yeah. But dude, like, yeah, I know. So, you know, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's been fun, you know, and I really enjoy it. And, uh, you know, I'm glad to be on here talking about it and, just yeah. part of the community, you know, that's what, one thing I was talking to uh, Paul about this was uh, before this was, you know, I, I'm, I wonder what like the go-to alcohol choices in, you know, not, you know, in, in the affiliate league and in the league kind of what are, what are baseball players drinking? I know you spent a lot of time in triple a and, and a lot of time in, in the league as well is, is, you mentioned wine. I kind of figured it was wine, but are there, is, is bourbon popular throughout the clubhouse? Is that something that people are drinking or, you know, is uh, that something that, that isn't very popular? I would say it's probably on the lower end, you know, I would say beer for the shirt, like is probably the biggest thing. Like people are popping up in beers after the game, you know, but I feel like that's kind of everywhere, you know? Yeah. Um, when you go out to nice dinners, you know, people are probably getting nice bottles of wine you know, or scotch, you know, especially in the big leagues, dude. I mean, you're buying Louis the 13 on, you know, just, it's, there's just Mm -hmm. kind of too much money, you know, where it's just like, it doesn't matter. You're just buying whatever, you know, they'll, they'll buy the, the $400 Pappy pour just because it's $400, you know, like, so like, that's kind of what goes on. It's more of the most expensive, nicest kind of stuff that gets Mm -hmm. with that. But I was bringing a bourbon. I was having a couple bottles all the time in my locker last year. And, you know, I would, just pour awesome. a glass. I would come in right after the game, pour a glass, and uh, go in the cold tub and put on Morgan Wallen and just hang out. You know, so like that, that's a great um, night, nightly routine. Like every time, no matter what, if I sucked or did good, that's what I did. So, but uh, yeah, I think yeah, I would say whiskey's. You gotta have a I suck bottle, and I, this was good bottle, just so you yeah. have incentive not to suck. Well, yeah, yeah, what, what I was going to ask is what, <laughs> what was that go-to bottle and the, you know, getting into the ice tub and putting on some Morgan Wallen, what was the most usual bottle or, or pour dude, for dude, that? It was like, I mean, I brought on the road, everything, dude. It was like, there was bottles all the time. I mean, I was, I mean, I would say, I mean, I'm probably to the point now where I, I don't want to say like I've tasted everything, but like anything you could probably get your hands on, I've probably tasted now, yeah. like as far as like normal stuff, right? Like mm-hmm. none of the crazy stuff, but like, you know, anything you could find on a, any grocery store or liquor store, like I've probably had now. So that, 
like I think as a transition through like 2020 and 2021, like that's kind of what I was going through, you know, like getting everything, um, you know, I mean, shoot, wilderness trail, trail larceny. I mean, the barrel proof and I mean, just picking up anything I could possibly see, you know, like, um, you know, just trying everything, you know, but, um, nothing too crazy. I would say, you know, like, um, when I was in, was it always like, was it always a different bottle or was it like a lot of times the same bottle you just keep in there and I would just always have have the same one and drink it till it's gone and and share with friends. You know, I'd I'd come and there was another good bourbon drinker on the team, um, who was a closer. And, uh, so like, you know, pour him a glass every time too. So, I mean, the barrel, the bottles would go pretty quick, you know, they'd probably last a couple of days two, three days. And then, you know, pouring, hanging out, especially if you're winning, you're just pouring and, you know, and then especially like on the road or, you know, if my family isn't in town at the time, like I'm just going to, we're just going to kind of hang out in the clubhouse, you know, like, so baseball players, baseball players are superstitious though. We know this, like, yeah, nothing beats the Jason Giambi thong thing, but y'all are superstitious. (laughs) If you were on a, if you were hot, would you make sure that you got the same bottle? No, no, so you're not that crazy. I'm not that crazy. No, I'm not. Just, I think, I yeah, I'm over that stage. Like I, you know, because like, I mean, dude, I'm going into my 14th season, and baseball has been like, like brought me a lot of joy. It's also brought me like a lot of pain. You know, like as far as like not making a team or like being in triple a or like, you know, being away from family, like sucking. I've had some bad years too. Like it caused a lot of pain. You try to work so hard and then you keep on sucking. So like it caused a lot of pain. So like, I think I've like, I've, you know, put baseball in its appropriate box, you know, gotcha. and, and I could leave yeah. it there and, and turn the key and close the door and, and walk away just fine. You know? So like, um, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't always like that, but especially the past, like, you know, four years or so, like I've gotten that point where I, I can, the superstitions are gone The make sure I get here at this time or like, Oh, I better do this, you know, because, you know, I'm, I got two kids, I'm married, like been through it all, been hurt as hell, like freaking wanting to quit, you know, all that kind of, you know, just like anybody else, like with their life and all that kind of stuff. I mean, life isn't always up, you know? And so like, mm-hmm. I think I've been able to kind of throw that stuff away a little bit and like put it in its appropriate box. Like baseball doesn't run my life at all, you know? So like, and uh, it's kind of nice to be that way. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's one thing I wanted to ask you about. That wasn't necessarily bourbon or whiskey related. You yeah. know, the first game that, you know, you were promoted to the major leagues, you fracture your foot. So what does your thought process? Hold on. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. All right, so we're going to cut. Give me two seconds. Like, give a long pause here so I know where we're at. Connor, you're frozen. I am? You aren't now. And count to three, then ask the question again. Okay. One, two, three. So one of the things that I wanted to ask, you know, that's not really whiskey or bourbon related, is, um, you know, your first game you get, brought up to the big leagues with the white Sox, you fracture your foot. Yeah. What, what goes through your head at that time? I assume, you know, I, I, I'm not sure how, it, or how did it happen? And also, 
like what just what go it's your first game in the big leagues what goes through your head you know when, when something like that happens do, is it worrisome do you have an extra pour that night like what what goes yeah. on well shoot luckily i wasn't drinking too much then but um no so in 13 2013 i got drafted in 2009 out of high school and then 13 i i debuted with the dimebacks and then um i got traded that off season the white Sox. and then so 14 i sucked horribly 15 so i killed it like coming up from high school into the Bailey's, I got the Bailey's at 22, like super fast, like just really had no idea what I was doing, killing it. And I got traded kind of world got flipped upside down. had a bunch of personal stuff I was going, going through as well. Um, and then, so 14, I sucked with the white Sox and triple a, I didn't make the team out of spring sucked in triple a all year, 15, I sucked all year. And then like 16 that year, um, like, kind of got with some new hitting coaches, kind of got myself under control a little bit and had a great year. And then got called up first game, break my foot rounding first. I hit a base up the middle RBI round first. And I break my foot and uh. then I go back to first. I'm like, dude, this something's wrong. And then like next guy like strikes out next guy hits a double. So I have to run to third. I'm looking mm-hmm. like, I'm like, I mean, I'm already slow. And then that's even slower. You're not you're Charles Johnson, Johnson slow, though. Yeah, but so like, there's no now, way you're that slow. I'm running a third with a broken foot. At that time, I thought I was like, dude, I think I like plantar fasciitis. Like I popped my like plantar, mm-hmm. like my tendon down there or something because it, okay. I just felt this rush of blood like on the bottom of my foot. So like, okay, but fuck, I got, I gotta, you know, it's like I, I finally got back to big leagues, right? Like, dude, I've I've had a horrible like two and a half years or two years. And then I finally got back to where I was doing. So you get to the third and I'm like, dude, if, if they like, if somebody hits a sack fly here, I'm screwed. Like, I'm <laughs> not, like thinking, you know, and like, luckily, like, I think the next guy gets a hit or no, next guy walks or something. And I end up walking home, you know, like he walks home. So bases loaded and walks home. And I go in and I go to the trainer. It's like, thank God. <laughs> yeah. I go to the trainer. I'm like, dude, like give me the best pain meds and just tape the shit on my foot. So I take my cleat off and he tapes my foot up like as hard as he can. And I go back on and I'm DHing. So then like, so I'm sitting in the dugout and I'm kind of like pacing back and forth. And I'm just like, dude, something's fucking wrong. But like, and then I, it's like two innings later, I start to come up the bat. And I'm down the tunnel, like running back and forth, just like, dude, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? This doesn't feel good. So then I get on deck and then the last out, the guy strikes out or something. And then I, so I'm left on deck and then I go to Robin Ventura and I'm like, dude, like, I don't know what's wrong. My foot is fucking hurting. So next thing you know, they have x-ray machines right there at the field. So I walked down the field and sure enough, it was broken, you know, and then. Like two weeks later, my son was being born, my second. <clears throat> so I got to be home for that. But no, dude, it was a mess. I mean, it was it was kind of a relief. It was a relief in a way because I got back to the big leagues and I was like, okay, I did it. I could do it again. You know, like I, I didn't lose it. I'm not going to have to find another job right now. You know, like mm-hmm. it was a re- it was honestly a relief in, on that because, dude, the previous couple of years were just like so freaking bad like i was walking home from the field crying just like i just re- i got married right after i got the baileys in 13 so right before 14 so there's just a lot of changes you know and starting having kids and 
just a lot of stuff that young kid, like I thought I was mature enough and I was not mature enough anyway, you know? So I was like trying to deal with like real life shit and then also like try and perform on the field. And I just yeah. wasn't capable of doing that, you know? Yeah. So it's a lot. Yeah. It's just a lot. And yeah, man, I mean, <clears throat> it's, I mean, everybody's dealing with their own shit, you know, like, and I think right. like, I just wasn't able to, to deal that. Like, it was almost like I, for whatever reason, it was just a lot of stuff for me off the field that like, I couldn't like almost the baseball field was kind of like my, my safe spot just to kind of like chill, but I was, supposed yeah. to, like, I was supposed to I feel that. So it was like, I couldn't even do it. But then again, you know, then with the dive backs, I had all my coaches and that I was learning with, and then I leave and then the white Sox, I had no help with either, you know? So like, I just kind of felt lost. I didn't know where I was doing. And but anyways, I mean, that's just part of the journey, you know, like, so I had some rough years and then I kind of like figured it out after that and had some good years with them and then got released and, or non-tendered. And then I went and I've been all these other teams and all this stuff. So, but, uh, no, man, it's been quite a journey. That's for sure. You know, it's yes. been tons of ups and downs and, you know, luckily mm-hmm. I got my wife with me and my kids and, you know, now they love going on the field and all that kind of stuff. So. You know, I mean, obviously I would like to be making a lot more money and all that stuff, but you know, in the end, I'm very thankful for everything that I've been able to go through and, you know, and where I'm here now and now we're just talking about whiskey. So, you know, and yeah. it brought you Talk- and it brought you to whiskey ultimately, ultimately it got you there. If I would have quit way back then, who knows? I never probably would have been in whiskey. You, you'd be drinking wine, you know. Yeah, right. I'd be a wine sommelier. I would be drinking past blue ribbon, freaking pulling electrical. <laughs> so I have, I have one more non-whiskey related question. I have to ask this. And I, I'm curious as to what the answer is. You hit your first major league home run. Uh-huh. What, what does that like? Can you, ex- can you properly explain how that feels? Like, cause every kid dreams about hitting a home run in the MLB. Yeah. I, I, I did throughout my childhood. So yeah. what does that feel like as, you know, bringing that into fruition, especially this is after the foot thing and, you know, you're coming back. How, how does that feel? So I hit my first home run before that I hit it with a dime back. Oh. Um, but and I don't even know who I hit it off of. That's even bad. You know, I think like, yeah, <laughs> what's crazy to me, I look back like, and I, I would, I would recommend this to like, um, a lot of younger kids and maybe it was just me, but I was always so caught up in like the next thing, you know, like mm-hmm. performing better, you know, okay, well I got to the big leagues. Okay. Let's let, let's like play well now and let's like get a contract or this or that. Right. Like it was always the next thing for me. I think like now that I've gotten older, I've really focused on like trying to um really experience the moment, you know, like I saw this, uh I was listening to this pod or not, it might've been a podcast. I mean, everybody does a lot of people do like, um, I mean, whatever, like, so I was listening to a sermon, um, on, on a podcast through a podcast where they always put on podcasts, you know? And it was like, they kind of had this line of like, we're always looking to the future. And like, at what point, like we always have this vision of, you know, our perfect day or like, Oh dude, this is, these are the best days of my life, you know? And like now yeah. I'm getting to the point where like literally like I try to wake up and like, Hey, this is the best day of my life. You know, like, especially with my wife and kids and everything. Yes. Like, hey, this yeah. is the day 
that I've always dreamed of, you know? Mm -hmm. And I never used to live like that. It was always like, dude, this isn't good enough. I got to do more, you know? So Mm -hmm. I like, I feel like, like when I was younger, even my first home or all this stuff, even when I was the White Sox for a couple of years, like, I don't know if I really appreciated it as much as I did now. Like, you know what I mean? Like hindsight of being young and being old. old. Yeah, exactly, dude. Like, so like, it was such a blur then, you know, I mean, I talk to my wife all the time, you know, my wife was there and all this stuff. It's like, dude, but now these moments now that we cherish, you know, um, like the home runs now are just like so much better. I feel like, you know, like I really cherish them more. Like it was such a blur. I mean, it, but then, you know, and it was amazing when I did it for sure. Like the Diamondbacks were my favorite team growing up. Um, just to do it at Chase Field and everything like that. Like it was, it was sick, dude. Like it's, it's unbelievable. Like, you know, I, I've always been a huge fan of baseball. Like I love baseball. I never kind of did it just cause I was good. I just like, I truly love it. Like I would You're sit down. obviously decent, <laughs> but, Not bad. But like I would sit down and watch like with my glove or bat, you know, when I was younger and like right. watch the game. Like I, I truly love it. Like it wasn't just, oh, you're really good. Oh, here you go, a scholarship, this or that. Like, oh, and then you kind of like fall into it. Like, dude, I've like I've loved baseball my whole life. Like I still give I give hitting lessons right now in the off season, you know. Like I just love going and wow. talking about hitting and all that. We were talking to two guys that played low level college baseball that had those you you you've done the things we dreamed about, man. Like yeah. so yeah, like we would, you know, we would, we would dream about what it would be like to walk on a field or, you know, I was a pitcher, so I wasn't yeah, really, man. I was, I was dreaming about striking people like you out, not yeah. necessarily hitting them over the fence. So, yeah. but <laughs> no, dude, that's what I'm trying to focus on a lot more now, especially as I'm getting older and like kids, my- man, I'm telling you what kids put shit in perspective, don't they? They make you soft. Yeah. Dude, when kids come, when my, my son, like he has baseball practice tomorrow, like he comes a field, he lives for it. Like, you know, I make sure I try to give him the clubhouse every day I possibly can, you know, like there's, I just really try to cherish the moments a lot more now. I think as you get older, you do, you know, like, yeah, for sure. I guess like, you know, like it's all, it's always like, I mean, no matter where you're at, you're always going to want more. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like I almost look at my career as like a failure of comparatively to where I wanted it to be, right? Like everybody wants to be making the huge contract, right? Like everybody Look wants it compared to our careers. Well, everybody <laughs> wants to be, I mean, but that's the thing. Everybody like, you know, I want to be core singer signing a 10 year, 300. For sure. Yeah. Deal, right? I mean, everybody like, I mean, you guys want to have Joe Rogan's podcast, like, right? Like eventually. Yeah, like, for, yeah like, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, it's that competitive spirit, man. Like <laughs> yeah, competitive- I, I, I feel that like even I, you can't, and that's what I think some people don't understand about being an athlete and then not being an athlete. Like I'm so fucking competitive. I, if I saw two cockroaches going up a wall, I would bet on which one was going to win and then like yeah. stomp it if it lost. Like yeah. that's it's the competitive. And I know it's ridiculous to make that comparison, but it's that competitiveness. And it's not that you're rooting against someone. You just want to, you just want to be. 0.01% more successful than that person because that's your competitive drive. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you just want that. And I think you just, you expect the most out of yourself, you know? So then you like, you know, you're always just like, damn, if I would have done this, I would have done that, you know, like it's not, and I don't live in regret whatsoever. You know, I think like I am super grateful for my life and um, I love that everything that, you know, God has provided for me and I've been able to private family. Like I get, I get to go buy nice bottles of bourbon, you know? And like, yeah, I necessarily have to think about it. Like, so like I, 
I'm very thankful for that. But I think, yeah, like you said, like the competitive part, you're always kind of like, damn, yeah, I kind of want more, you know, I want this. But I think that's where like that, you know, when I was kind of listening to that sermon, it was like, I need to start more thinking about like, this is the day that like, I've always dreamed of, you know, like these are the, I need to think of my days when I wake up tomorrow, like, dude, this is a day I've always dreamed of. Like I get to wake up with my kids, I get to do this, like blah, blah, blah. You know, and I think like, I've been really trying to do that a little bit more, you know, cause life's super busy, dude, you know? And, yeah, I agree. And like, we always want more and there's nothing wrong with wanting more, but we also got to, you know, take time to reflect to like, get us back in that like perspective of like, cause I mean, dude, we always, we always work towards this, like this kind of like utopia idea, right? Like of what we want our life to be. And it's like, damn, I don't know if I ever get there. But like you kind of can live it right now if you kind of put yourself in that perspective, you know, and right. that's what I'm trying to do more. So now is like, I want to live in that perspective. Like I want to ice bath and have whiskey every night and listen to music, you know, like, I mean, shoot, I want to hang out with my family and I want to do good. I want to hit a homer and like, and it's crazy the way when you think about it, like that's kind of where I was at last year. It was like, I was really trying to cherish everything, you know, and like, and just be super passionate about it. I mean, I'm, I'm a pretty chill guy. Like I'm not a raw, raw guy or this or that, you know, like, right. Um, but like, you know, like why not hit a homer and then celebrate and have a whiskey and, you know, be with my family and this and that. And like, just try to have the best day ever, every single day, you know, because like, I mean, we work so hard to try to have, to have the, our ideas come to fruition, you know, it's like, sometimes they're already here. We just got to, think that way you know or sometimes you know maybe on that day that idea doesn't happen and just realizing that that's okay yeah tomorrow and i remember while you were saying that it reminded me of you know this is nothing in comparison to what you've, you you've been doing but my senior year of high school i already knew i was going to a specific college to play baseball and just kind of the worry lifted off of me and I remember I performed better at the plate that season and it was because I just didn't care it's like I'm here having fun this is what I want to do you know playing whether it was high school or legion that year this is what I want to do and I couldn't you know legally drink whiskey at that time but I still did but I I um I'm just thinking of that you know today is the best day and I remember yeah, dude, like, I totally agree with that. Dude, I'll show you a picture. Like this is, you guys will appreciate this. I'm sure you guys smoke cigars too, right? Of course. Oh, too much, too much for a 25 year old. So this is like in, during the That's game. Hilarious. <laughs> down in the dugout. That's hilarious. That's a classic cigar. Just, I love it. It just, it was like, you're just enjoying the moment, you know, like, and I think like, like you said, when you have things in perspective and it's such a weird concept, right? And it's like, it's like the more you care, the worse you do in everything, right? Like you got to put everything in its own box, you know, like you got to care a lot, but like you got to treat it accordingly. And I think like, that's so true in, in like in sports or any type of performance-based thing, you know, like if you're trying too hard, man, it's almost detrimental, you know? And yeah. it's, that's we it's that weird like happy medium of where you need to be in mentally. And uh I've definitely 
spent a lot of time on that, like caring too much and trying to do too much and trying to be too perfect and this and that. Mm -hmm. And it never really, you know, worked out very well for me, you know, like it's just a balance, right? Like, you know, I think like, that's why sometimes the, you know, the guys that don't even care and there's really good, like there's something to it, you know? Right. There's right. definitely some to it. What, what I think is interesting about you coming on the show and this like re- literally hit me like five minutes ago, you are playing America's pastime in love with America's spirit on a podcast about bourbon across America. Like how fucking awesome is that, that that just all just fell into place. And uh, and it's really stupid that I didn't think about this when I asked you, but like now I'm just sitting there. I was like, Oh, that's, this is great. Like I will have to figure out how to, how to play this in, in like the show notes or something. But, um, I, I I'm so intrigued by your story because I know we haven't talked a ton of whiskey, but I think what you're saying is so motivational in, in and so real life, and this is kind of the whole point about bourbon across America. It doesn't necessarily have to be about bourbon because this is your story and, and bourbon's intertwined in this. Um, talk to me a little bit about now, right? Like, so we've kind of walked, walked through your journey and everything. And then we see this other, this picture that you guys, that you just posted for, for those of you that don't see the video, obviously, you know, it's him in a cigar, the dugout. How do you see now whiskey playing into your into your life going forward? Uh, you know, baseball obviously is there. That's the career path. What do you see for whiskey? Is this something that you want to take into, you know, a big hobby? Do you ever see yourself doing tastings? Do you ever see yourself incorporating it into, you know, guys that are that are in the sport as well and, and educating them? How do you kind of see yourself playing into this community? Yeah. I mean, shoot, man, I haven't thought too much about that. You know, I mean, I'm still developing my palate. Like I don't have a great palate, you know, like I kind of know what I like and know what I don't, but like, I'm still developing that. So I'm still trying to, um, you know, learn and all that kind of stuff. But I, yeah, I think like, I definitely show like, it was cool this year, like showing dudes like, Oh, do try this. Oh, you like that? You like this, you know, like, you know, just kind of drinking and having fun, you know, I, I think like the biggest thing like that bourbon helps me do is like getting that alone time with that, say one person or a couple guys and like share the life stories like that I just did, you know, and like yeah. help them. There was multiple times this year, man, that I helped some dudes like in the private, you know, like I said, I'm not this huge rah, rah, whole team meetings, this kind of like BS that like wants to get the ego involved and like, have people see what I'm doing. Right. But there was multiple times where dudes pulled me aside and asked me like mental stuff, you know, like, dude, I'm struggling with this anxiety or like this, or that, like, or like, dude, how do you do this or that? You know? Cause they, they just saw me like this. I mean, I I'm not old, but like this older dude, you know, I was 30 this year. I'll be 31 next year. You know, but I was that, going. That's cute. You're you're a baby. You, yeah, you and Connor like, both little well, babies over here. Baseball, dude, and baseball is it's definitely older. You know, but like you know, guys that like they go see me. Like I'm chilling. Like I got my kid in there. I'm watching him half the time. I'm you know, like I've I've know I know my swing. I do my workouts. I do this or that. Like I do it very efficiently, and I don't need to spend a lot of time at it. You know. Like I'll hit, like there'd be games I wouldn't even hit before and like go and hit a home, you know? And like, so they see like, kind of like the bare minimum. I wouldn't say, I don't want to say. A relaxed mentality. How about that? That's a good word. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I did, I did all the work I needed, and I know what works to for help to help me perform at my best, right? And then, like, I go and do it, and then, or I'll go strike out four times, and then I'll go and I'll still have a glass of whiskey, I'll sit in the ice tub, and I'll still be perfectly fine, you know? Like, right. they, there's always tomorrow. They see the same guy, but you know, hey, dude, I mean, like, that's the craziest thing. I always tell this, this story with baseball, like, these guys are getting all worked up, but dude, you guys don't understand you're signing a contract to do really well and hit four for four with four home runs, but you're signing the same exact contract that you could go for four. Yeah. You know, like you guys don't realize that like all you want is the good stuff. You don't realize mm-hmm. that the bad comes with it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, but anyways, like I think bourbon helped me sit down with guys, have a drink, chill out, share my life experiences, listen to their experiences and be like, dude, you're going to be fine. I've been there. You know, like I think that's like, the thing that bourbon has really truly helped me with is like just slow, slow time down a little bit, you know, relax and like use that bottle that you're like, dude, I got this. This is sick. This age statement, this is sick. This is the story here. And then like, I listen to his story and like, next thing you know, like he, now he's pitching better, you know, tomorrow, you know, or the next time he gets in, you know, because of that conversation with bourbon that we had, you know, that was just a small thing in the corner but that we were able to like really break down the barriers and like get real with like, you know, dude, because like I said, I said earlier, baseball has caused me a lot of pain, like true pain, you know, like a lot of pain in my life and which is fine. Everybody has pain. Right. You know? So like, but, but like it, it really has, it, it allows me to open up and that other person to open up and be like, dude, this is real. Like, this is fine. You're going to be just fine, you know, but this is something we got to work on or this or that, you know? And I think like that has allowed me to kind of do that. So I think that's like, as far as the bourbon community is like, I'm more of the messenger of it, not necessarily like the bigger poster child or like the tastings or this or that, but like this, you know, like the, the small quiet conversations that maybe make a big deal, like, you know, in the life and in, in some other realm of that, you know? Yeah. What's so truthful though is, and it's, it's really interesting, like just listening to your story and how you're putting things, you know, I've I've drank bourbon longer than maybe both of you actually. Uh, And, and the thing that I find interesting is what you're saying is, you know, how it slows things down. And I don't know if I've actually thought about that fully until you've just said that. And it's true. Like, when you get a, when you're really sitting down and drinking bourbon or whiskey, you know, wh- whichever, and, and you're, and especially you break out a cigar, it, it's amazing how time stands still almost, you know, and, and uh, a, about two weeks ago, it got cold here in Kentucky. I lit the fire pit. I went outside. I smoked two cigars. I drank half a bottle of whiskey. That was a very interesting decision to do by myself. It was yeah. 107 proof Boone County. Um, and it was fun, <laughs> but it's amazing. Like you look down and you don't even realize, you know, like, and, and people are like, oh, you're an alcoholic. No, I don't drink that much it, people. And that's the other misconception, right? People think, oh, you are a collector. You do this. You must drink like a fish every day. No, it's not. It's, it's not what happens. We enjoy the spirit. One glass. It's amazing when you get into that moment, right? Where time stands still, you can drink a half a bottle. You don't feel it because at the time you, you don't realize you've been out for five hours having a conversation. Yeah. Right? you know, doing all these things and, and how it brings, and, and ultimately bourbon across America this is what it's about, how it brings people together. And your, your 
affecting younger people and their careers and, and how they think. And even, even like to, you know, to an extent, their mental health of where they're at over, over bourbon, because it's that sit down, have this glass, let's talk about what you're going through and just take a breath, man. Like at the end of the day, it's going to be okay. You know, we're going to, you're going to, you're going to be okay. And that's really cool how you're doing that. And at the end of the day, a bourbon with friends can change the world. And that's what it's doing in every, in every, you know, individual person's world, that little advice that you give them over a glass of bourbon, over a glass of whiskey, you know, that changes their perspective on it. And you being the old guy in the, in the clubhouse, you know, they, they trust you, I'm sure. And, and, you know, look up to you in a way and, you know, giving that advice, especially over a glass of whiskey, over a glass of America spirit, uh, uh, bourbon is, you know, that's kind of, I feel like the overarching premise of not only, you know, bourbon across America, but um, just whiskey and bourbon in general, that's what, you know, this was meant to do. It's not like, you know, in when you're 20, 21 years old and you're just, you're drinking for one purpose and that's just to get drunk. But yeah, when yeah. you, when you grow up and it's like, you experience all these different things, there's more to it. There's yeah. more than just drinking to get to that one specific place. There's drinking to gain connections, mm-hmm. to, to have conversation, to experience something that you honestly cannot experience over a cup of coffee or over a, you know, a dinner yeah. stuff with bourbon, especially between guys stuff, you know, having a glass of whiskey and having a cigar, it's a totally different, different element. Yeah, dude. I mean, the whiskey brings down the walls you know, for men, you know, and you're able just to talk real and like, you know, you listen to the wind, you listen to trees, you know, like you really, it really does. I mean, think about all the the great, like <clears throat> the great things that, you know, even your dad or grandfather or whoever, some of you we looked up to, you know, you let them drink a little, like just a glass or two and it just relax them a little bit to where they actually say stuff that they probably wouldn't have said completely sober, you know? And like, and I think they open up and they, I think you learn a lot of wisdom from that. And, you know, like you said, you're not drinking to drink, to get drunk at all. You know, like you just have a glass or two and that's it. You I mean, you barely even feel it. I mean, unless you got a big old barrel proof, you know, but like, you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, but yeah, dude, that's, I think that's been the coolest thing for me is like, just, yeah, slow down. It, and it really does slow you down. And it's just like, sit there and it's not all a rush, dude. This world now is in such a rush. I mean, I'm super, yes. I'm super bad about it as well. Right. I think everybody is. I mean, everything wants your attention at all times, you know, notifications all the time. I mean, this and that fast. you try to do so many things throughout the day, you know, and there's nothing better than just pouring a little glass at the end of the day, you know, and hanging out and talking, you know, I mean, I'm even getting my brother-in-law into, uh, um bourbon right now you know he's moving out here to arizona contaminating the whole family huh yeah but but i mean it's just it's cool how you know we'll sit down and just watch the kids play or this or that and then you know you have a glass and you start um opening up and doing this and Mm -hmm. and and you're just you know giving bottles here and there and this and that and try this try that you know and it just and it opens up the friendship of that you know and and uh yeah dude because i mean in, in a society now that you're not supposed to be, you're supposed to be, I mean, shoot, who knows what the society tells you to be now, but, um, you know, I think it's, it's good for, you know, a lot of men are 
just trying to like stand their ground for the most part, you know, in today's society and just trying to like stand strong. And maybe we all don't know how to do that, you know, but like, um, to let those walls down a little bit and just deal with the things you do, you know, cause I, I mean, me naturally, like, dude, I, I wear kind of everything on my sleeve and like when I'm pissed, I'm pissed and I want to get over with and get it out of my system and I'm good. You know, like I'm not a big guy that holds stuff in because it just eats me alive. So like mm-hmm. for me, it's a little bit easier because I just let it go, you know, or I mean, like I, I say it and get it out. Like I don't yeah. hold shit in and, and go crazy. Cause like I go crazy, you know, yeah. like it, I just, I. I get that. So I, it gets out of my system right away and I do it. So not everybody's like that, you know, but bourbon does kind of help that kind of just alleviate for sure. Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm no, uh, I'm no mental health specialist because I'm freaking, I should be wearing a straight jacket and jumping up white padded walls. Yeah. Like, other than that, like, you know, I don't know, just trying to figure it out. Matt, when you are in the league this year, inevitably when it happens again, I think we just have to like find a city that's in the middle and we'll have to like come watch you and then have a, have a drink afterwards. I think that's yeah. just what needs to happen. For sure. Well, I signed with a Dimeback, so I'm going to be staying at home, which will be nice. And nice. Be doing that, yeah. So, and if and if Connor can't come, I'll just when you come to Cincinnati, I'll come up and go watch you play, dude. Cincinnati, we're like, I got to find down the schedule, but we're gonna be going to some distilleries. Or how far is Kentucky from? It's just, I mean, how far is like thirty minutes? If you if you if you want to do something, let me know, and I'll I'll help you guys out and see what connections that we can swing into that and get you guys some some fun stuff. Because there's a catcher on the Dimebacks, Carson Kelly. He's a big bourbon guy, too. So he'll be my one-two punch when we're drinking in the clubhouse, for sure. That it, hey, oh. it, it, And depending on when it is, maybe we can get you to come to this bourbon ball or something like that. Yeah. We'll see. No, dude, that might be a little bit. That might be a little harder, cause, but we'll see how it goes. It'll be, it'll be fun. But if you guys, if you, whenever you get down to this area... Definitely, uh, we can can help you out with with some fun stuff like that. It's like an hour, hour and fifteen away from all the distilleries. So, okay, yeah, no, dude, we're in. Like, I'm totally like I'm sold. Like, we went, I went golfing with some dudes today, and uh, then we stopped by this liquor store. There's this liquor store out here. It's called Magnums, um, kind of like in North Central Phoenix, and they do a ton of barrel picks. I mean, legit stuff. Um, it's probably one of the better it's probably there's probably one of two that's in all of Phoenix that probably gets the best barrel picks and everything like that. So it's, it's a good spot. So um, we went by there. I didn't get anything cause nothing too much caught my eye. I've been buying all this stuff off of like seal box recently. Yep. Yep. I bought that blue run today. Have you guys mm-hmm. tried that? Uh, I have it. I, have, I haven't, yeah. I haven't tried it yet. We're waiting to see if we get them on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So I just bought that new one. It was like the, I got the, shoot, I got the holiday one the other day and I got some other one, but then I got, um, dude, it's kind of cool. This is a red hot lollipop today. Red hot. They got, they got that 12 <laughs> single barrel set or whatever they're doing. The 12 days of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Dude. I mean, need all of them. You need all of them, right? <laughs> all of them. Yeah, absolutely. It's just, it's just like, where does this thing stop, dude? That's the thing I'm trying to deal with. Whiskey right doesn't now. stop in any aspect. No, it doesn't stop. None. 
it's crazy, dude. Matt, thank you so much for joining us. This has been really fun. I really appreciate you open up telling us your story. It's it's really inspiring. It's really cool for us and and how whiskey really ties into it. So man, I really appreciate it. And dude, I know you're 30, but you got plenty of years left to kill it and oh, yeah. still get that big contract. I believe in you, man. I think you can do it. If anybody can do it, I think you can. Yep. Appreciate I- it. Yeah, that's the plan. That's the Looking at it like the second half of my career. So we'll as a, a as a dad, I hope you get that big contract just so you can look at your kid and look at him and say, I know that for the rest of your life that you ain't got nothing to worry about, man. Like that's and I'm sure as a dad, that's the thing that you think about. Like, it's not like the it's not the glory. It's not that it's it's your kids and it changes your life and how you perceive it, you know? Yeah, for sure. dude. You get you get the kids and that's all you ever think about, you know? Well, dude, thank you so much. We'll be rooting for you this season. And uh, remember, Bourbon with Friends can change the world. That's it for this episode of Bourbon with Friends. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a review to make it easier for others to find the show. You can also check us out on Instagram at BWF Podcast. Thanks for listening.